Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And I'm fucking psyched to be alive today. Oh, me too. I'm breathing in that. Gentlemen. Nice. uh, What is it? It's a (laughs) 75 degree weather out here while everybody else is freezing. I thought you were talking about you're breathing in some nice strawberry. Oh, well, I am breathing in some (laughs) strawberry. Man. (sighs) I just breathed in a nice green elephant into my lungs. It's going to be charging me through the rest of this show, Ian. The Green Witch. I don't know. That was a. Uh, I mean, that was Joe's. Was that a good elephant impression. sound? Yeah. It's like it an elephant. <laughs> it was. It was a good. It was that a good human imitating. An don't elephant be nice to me. You're sound. you're lying. That sucked. <laughs> I'm sure. I need to work on my man. elephant scream yeah. or what is that called? A uh, uh, trumpet. Uh, trumpet. Yeah. Okay. I, I I mean I think that's what it's called it's whenever an they, elephant they make their noise. Yeah. 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 Did they design the trumpet after the elephant? Did that inspire somebody to make a trumpet? No, it was actually an elephant that inspired the trumpet. And so... It was actually not, an not elephant. Not inspired the trumpet, that invented the trumpet. <clears throat> the elephant actually made it with its big, fat hands and kept mashing it together until it looked like a Zildjian symbol. Couldn't figure out how to make this trumpet without breaking it. <laughs> what? What is? The, what kind of symbol? <laughs> a Zildjian. Uh, it's just a brand. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. I had no idea what that There's was. There's like Sabian's another one. There's a... Uh, These are brands of trumpet? Yeah, no, 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 uh, symbols. Because yeah, I'm imagining an elephant trying to like shape a trumpet. Symbols, oh, you're and talking just... <laughs> like the instrument symbols. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here thinking you're meaning like <laughs> Illuminati, like like on a pyramid type oh, symbols. Oh, well, and that you're talking too about could be <laughs> something that <laughs> is worth looking into. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in time. No, I was imagining like a big, uh, you know, Horton or a who sitting out there in the jungle trying to shape a trumpet, but he keeps smashing it and it just flattens out into a symbol. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, that's pretty cool. We can hit it with a... With and a the, stick? He, uh, he, one day he stored two of them together and invented the hi-hat. Oh, yeah. Someone's like, what is that sound in the, in the jungle? Forget that an elephant's playing it. <laughs> Dude, they, uh, they changed my schedule up at work and suddenly I am now not working nights, I'm working days. I'm working 6 a.m. to 2, a, 2 p.m. and I couldn't be happier about it. You're here post... Post uh, getting off work, I mean, I you're am. all you're out early. I am out early. It's like I'm, school's out early. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> always, forever. Now, uh, school will be out early, and I'm okay with Dude, that. Dude, that's great. Are yeah. you liking the flow there um, versus the night, or is it a little different because it's busier? It's a little bit different, just because uh, you know everybody's doing their own thing. Um, for the most part, the things I was doing at night was reliant on the things that people did during the day. So there's. Um, very little of the same kind of work to do. Yeah. Um, but they've 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 definitely found things for me to be doing the past oh, couple cool. of days. Oh man. Uh some pretty awesome stuff actually. I've been oh, nice. sitting alongside the CEO of the company and heck yeah. You know, I mean it's all it's all Are you allowed to talk about what shows you were working on a little bit? Or what you're doing? Are they secrets? I don't know. I mean, no, they're not necessarily secrets, uh, so much as as, you know, I couldn't talk about the shows. Yeah. But I could I could say, you know, the shows and stuff that we've been working yeah. on. I mean, we just finished working on Major Crimes, which nice. is a show for TNT. It's kind of a spin-off of the closer, mm-hmm. you know, your your cop procedural drama. Mm-hmm. You know what, which I think is gauged towards parent people like our parents' age. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I definitely do not see that as gay as geared towards 
you know, the 18 to 35 yeah. demographic like most shows are. Well, parents really like um, that final line where somebody says something really like outstanding and then they take the glasses off and they're like, yeah, yeah it's like the aha moment from. So they love like uh, true crime, hoop. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They love like they uh, investigation kind of TV shows. Well, they do. They like knowing that there's there's a definitive line between right and wrong. Yeah. And this TV show will will show it to you every single every single week. So the chair's missing out of this room. Well, unless the chair opened that window, looks like we've got ourselves a robbery. Glasses off. <laughs> Theme music. Yeah. Parents are just clapping. The Who suddenly makes, I don't you know, know, $10 million <laughs> off of rights for uh, one of their songs as an opener. <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously, they have like, I think there are three of those CSI shows that all have songs by The Who as their main, main title. It's great. It's some good music, man. I mean, some of these bands are raking back it in, in the day, for that song. Like, I'm not necessarily the hugest fan of the Beatles per yeah. se, but I I always love somebody else's what? Inter- <laughs> well, ooh. No. I always love somebody's interpretation of Beatles music, <clears throat> and so yeah. that that shows me that I I can and do appreciate their music, just not necessarily. I mean, it, it might have just been that ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, technology and recording devices and practices and methods stuff just might not have caught up to to the caliber of the songs that they were writing in order to to really just hit home for me yeah. at least you know obviously i'm what 50 oh it's a quality thing <clears throat> it's not necessarily a quality thing it's the way the songs are written nowadays I oh, mean, people yeah. will take a song like uh drive my car and I mean, seriously, I, I imagine somebody like John Mayer could cover that and it would sound totally different. But then you could get Beyonce up there fucking yeah. twerking to it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, that's all Beatles music. And it, it's just something that I guess I've been surrounded by. Music that was inspired by the Beatles so much that uh, I I don't get the opportunity to to really enjoy the, yeah. the foundational music of it all. Well, dude, it's like uh, I mean that's the, the beauty of art is like there's so much. I mean the Beatles spun off so many artists, and I think. <laughs> Go ahead. That was my imitation of Joe. Oh just yeah, the, just the random. Well, no, laugh. I was laughing earlier <laughs> no because follow through. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't want to interrupt you. That's okay. Keep I get. I, I like always like random when you're saying something to me. Like some random shit will pop into my head. I'm like, oh fuck, I can't. No, that's great. I can't. No, no, no. Keep keep going. Uh, either with either with what you thought of. Oh no, I was just gonna say what you were gonna finish with. Well, no, now. it's it's. I'm not gonna go back that far. But it was it was. Uh, <laughs> um, the Beatles have spun off so many different. Uh, I don't I don't know if genres or anything, but they like they've literally created this whole line. It's like. Seriously, it's like people recording with an Apple computer. Like Steve Jobs created the Apple computer, now everybody's using that tool. It's like right. the Beatles almost created, and of course, they went and they pulled from different genres of music as well. The Beatles created um, Apple. Publishing. A lot of Middle Eastern music with like uh, um, Magical Mystery Tour using all those crazy yeah. sitars and shit. Well, they go and they find all this stuff and they kind of melded it into their own style. Yeah. But over time, I mean, people have literally, I mean, you can hear, I've written songs that sound Beatles-y, you know, yeah. I, I hear it back and I'm like, that sounds like a Beatles song, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's weird, but it's just kind of a, a style they just grabbed before I was born, those sons of bitches. I mean, grabbed and molded and just made, <clears throat> I feel like part of it also has to do with the fact that they were, I mean, cultural phenomenons. Yeah. I mean, people like Elvis, the same goes with Elvis, yeah. honestly. 
Um, Nobody few... rocked the bowl cut better than the Beatles. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or those <laughs> those uh, those Clark boots, the yeah. fucking whatever the boots that they always wore. Oh, dude, yes. <clears throat> Speaking of those boots, <clears throat> dude, I told a story with Jordan who came to visit. Nice. We went. Uh, His Joe, you give a little backstory on Jordan real quick. Okay, Jordan. Uh, I met Jordan while touring probably six years ago back in Nashville when I lived there. Nice. And we've just remained friends since. And Jordan's uh, a cool dude. Great dude, great dude. But he went from, you know, kind of doing the pop artist thing. Like, he he was really young, but mm-hmm. he was doing all this dancey shit on stage. But he cool. ended up essentially... Like, he was, he was an artist? Yeah, he was an artist. Oh, no yeah. way! Yeah, See, I mean, full on, it would blow your mind. He was here for the past, like, four or five days, and mm-hmm. I never knew that he was the artist side. I thought he was... Oh, uh, yeah. I thought he was with you on, like, the, the musician slash, uh, you know, road road manager type of no you know I mean? yeah yeah yeah. oh man that's cool yeah he was an artist and nice. so uh once that was done he ended up kind of going and farming and he just he went and hiked wow. the whole uh, pacific crest trail by himself linked up with people and friends on that trail but it was like a five and a half month journey wow it was thousands of miles i mean he went from i guess it was it. uh like mexico to canada is the wow and you just walk pacific up the whole coast trail uh-huh so i mean pacific goes- crests crest yeah. trail it's pct it's on the it's on the west coast and you just kind of go i mean you just camp under the stars or under well, a tent like or however hiking you hiking the appalachian trail i suppose you know but that yeah, that's yeah. on like the east coast mm-hmm. i know, mean there's and, and there's certain points you can jump on so there's a lot of mm. points of this trail that people jump on and they've got their own names of nice you know this little sections and stuff but nice. um anyway he uh so he's like true bohemian almost. Oh, totally, man. In, in he's his personality. He's just exploring right now. Self, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Very granola. <laughs> yes, huh. that's great. That's, but he, uh, I use that term in a, as a term of endearment because I think it's. I mean, it I don't is, know. Is it like hippie? Is that what the granola? It's. I mean, yeah. But he's not. He, I'm thinking Jordan, granola Jordan bar a little bit. Definitely love- not. You know, he's he's definitely more the bohemian. I would I would describe kind of that mm-hmm. that free spirited. Yeah. Him and Zoe. I mean, yeah. They were they were both very. I mean, they were gonna hitchhike yeah well him and zoe they they were lit he was working up in bellingham and yeah, so there's, they there's more there's more to this story yeah so they he's he did the pacific crest trail last year but anyway he's been uh running an organic farm up in bellingham wow and so he just finally finished up doing all his work there now he's on to his next adventure but he ended mm. up biking with uh, a girl that he met there who was actually woofing who woofing is basically you go and you can stay on a farm they house you and feed you and you just help work on the farm wow so oh she, okay yeah so he met her there that was called yeah and he he ended up biking down to la with a couple friends wow and they ended up staying uh him and zoe ended up staying here for a couple days but um wow yeah anyway we were we we ended up talking one night and uh wait 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 we just kind of glossed over the fact that Jordan and Zoe rode their bicycles from <laughs> 10 I know. 10 minutes, 10 miles, however many miles from Canada. Yeah. All the way down to Los Angeles. All the way down. They Since rode they the they coast. said they started October 1st. So mm-hmm. that's like 6 weeks yeah, they, of non-stop biking. Mhm. Wow. Yeah, they they not would do about be, 40 miles a day. Not to be sniffed at. Sniffed no. at? Sneezed at. Sneezed at? Yeah. How many miles a day? About 40. I think they kind of averaged around okay. 40, yeah. Okay. And then they would just kind of stop and hang and, and spend a few days if they, you know, if something felt right or they met somebody that was really cool. Wow. But we'll Gosh. share. Uh, I, I We ended up doing a podcast just recording some stuff nice. with that, which we'll release pieces of it, um, of him telling some stories about people he met on the on the yes, road. And, it, and they're just fascinating, dude. Road stories are great. They're the best. But he uh, it, essentially ended up coming here. But to wrap it back uh, to what you're saying about the Beatles' boots... 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got the little zip-up boots? Yeah, there we go. Back, yeah. back on track. Jordan and I, when we were on tour... Back on track! Back in, like, 2008, okay. we were touring, and we were in Athens. What were you doing Athens. With, with him on tour? Uh, I was playing keys with an artist, okay. and he was another artist that was on the same tour. Ah, okay. And okay. so we were all touring, like, the band, all of us who were playing or were the artists... Um, I mean, you basically have the whole day off because there's a full crew that sets up all your stuff. So you really don't have to do anything until... Sound check. No, until show. You so don't have you, to be there for sound No, check? they do everything. Um, but we'd end up walking on stage, put our ears in, and you just walk straight up to the to the gear and go. But uh, one of the, one day I just I would I would hope if I was ever living that lifestyle, you know, uh, first day of a tour, <clears throat> I would just diva the hell out of it. I'd just be, <laughs> you know, like the the biggest dick artist on stage and this, that and the other. And then the rest of the time, I'd just be all the crew you know? would hate you, dude. <laughs> the crew, it's like but then you I would have be to be I'd be normal afterwards. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you know, just one of those things just because gosh, we've worked literally... AV, though. So you you'd yeah. get along with the crew and, you yeah. know, you know, shit. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just, you know, it's one of those things that I, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought that uh, that you could just be just Bono it show up. I mean, that's <laughs> that's how people that's how you hear about these things where you know ozzy osbourne showed up three hours late to the show it's like with a bat still hanging like, out of his wouldn't mouth wouldn't you think that wouldn't you think with that the they would feet. have had him at sound check the bat's feet yeah he's got the bat, he's got a batman mask on wait do those bat's feet have a couple are they wearing chucks <laughs> did you eat an emo one have a pinky ring <laughs> yeah did you eat an emo bat <laughs> oh shit he's got the adam west batman <laughs> batman helmet on you know <laughs> adam west come be on the show yeah we are officially inviting batman Batman, you are invited to the Batman, show with Batman, your tights. In any in any form or fashion, any incarnation of Batman is invited to be on the show. But Christian Bale, that Batman voice, you can oh. you can stay at home. Is it sad that I forgot I forgot Christian Bale? I was literally just running through the list of Batmans in my head. Batmans, Batmans, yeah. And you skimmed over Bale. I just he he did not pop up until you said something. He just didn't cut it. It was like he didn't Keaton, cut it. Keaton, like the others, Kilmer, Clooney, <laughs> uh, West, and now Affleck. Affleck, that's, yeah, all I, that's wow. all I came up yeah. with. All of a sudden, Christian Bale just, just slipped my mind. And he's played Batman more than anybody else. Isn't that funny? Well, I, I shouldn't say that. Adam well, West I would was say on the he TV had, show, yeah. but he's been in more movies as Batman. That's true. Which yeah. is crazy. That is crazy. He was, he was a good Batman, though. I think we're just being desensitized by seeing so much Batman and so many reboots of shows. That's funny. It's just kind of... I always used to be a Superman fan, and I don't think we've mentioned Superman once on this show. No, but we will. We should watch it because I haven't seen Man of Steel yet, Super- so we should maybe watch you that. Haven't and then seen do Man it. of Steel? No, I like. I never it. saw. It. We should do a three movie goes of it or something. I don't we sh- know. We should. Maybe well, not. I mean, we should. Why not? It's kind of irrelevant now. Oh, next year. Yeah. Or the year. When is it? March. March twenty sixteen. Oh yeah, the Batman. We, we've got to watch it sometime. Superman. Then yeah, Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman, which was an I Am Legend, the poster. In the downtown, or it was in the Times Square. It's kind of the first hint everybody got. Yeah, it's kind of a little Easter egg in the background of I Am Legend. You can see, the first thing you can see is like gas is like $9 a gallon or something like that. And then you see this giant billboard in this dilapidated rundown Times Square with Batman and Superman. That was a great scene, all the grass in Times Square. Dude, I mean, that was a a pretty good movie, to be quite honest. It was great. I mean, I know that it's a, it's a... A reimagining of a retelling of a reboot of you know some novel way back in you know uh but i thought will smith did a great job Dude, that's that, one of my favorite movies of him you know i mean it was a good standalone i didn't feel as if i mean i didn't feel as if i missed out on anything but i wonder if other people who have seen some of these other versions of this movie would mm-hmm. be like no no you need to see this there's <laughs> there's so much more to it or whatever no but back to the uh real quick uh the, Beatle the beatles boots. boots the beetle boots <laughs> 
still can't keep on track. When you mentioned how badass they were with their boots and all that shit, yeah. Uh, Jordan and I were walking while we were on tour. We had a, uh, the afternoon. We were walking through uh, Athens, Georgia, and we ended up uh, anyway on this story that we'll release later. We were talking about our experience of walking into the store uh-huh. uh, because we saw these Beetle boots in the window. We were like, nice. "Those are badass." It's like what the Beatles would wear back yeah, in the day. They yeah. were like old vintage boots. So we wanted to go into this. Uh, you know, it's like the downtown, old Georgia town. Everything's shut down except for the store happens to be open. You get yourself a mint julep and enjoy the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, dude, we walked in. Exactly. We walk in, and there's nobody there. Nobody comes out. Nobody, I mean, it's just empty. We're just perusing around, and we kind of notice it's like a higher-end old manny kind of store. Okay. But it's still cool, like classy kind of stuff that was fun nice. to look at. So we nice. walked to the back, and there's all the big boxes of... Um, and it wasn't something that was like stylish and old vintage type of stuff just to be hipster about. No, it was, it was like a legitimate like, yeah, old yeah. men go and shop at this place. Because, I mean, you walk into you walk into big old malls like a Galleria or, you know, North Park in Dallas, yeah. and, you know, you get these stores that see all these distressed jeans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They cost $600. I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. You're giving me less jeans than the $20 jeans I know. at Target. At man. least Come give on. me all the phrase. Only, yeah. I, dude, I don't buy jeans a lot. I, I don't either. I, I have... I don't think I've bought a pair of jeans in two years. That was an irrelevant point I just made. Well, no. I wear the same jeans like uh, f- for years. They break in and I just like them until like they without, actually... Without washing. No, I wash them. Oh. Yeah, fuck no, God. I'm not going <laughs> to. There's some people that will never wash their jeans, which is cool. I just don't pay $300 for jeans to where I'm like, right. I'm never going to wash these because right. they'll get fucked. No, you man. know. At that point, when you pay like 300 bucks for jeans that you're not supposed to wash... You have to fold them up or roll them and stick them in a Ziploc bag. Oh, here's a tip, everybody. If you don't want to ruin your jeans, this is... I just don't do it. I wash them because I pay a lot. But um, if you don't wash your jeans because you don't want to mess them up, you can just roll them up and put them in a Ziploc bag and stick them in your freezer for a few days. But all the germs basically die. And so the scent goes goes away because it's just any bacteria that was there is basically cleaned and dead so interesting yeah it's just it's crazy nature just cold nature yeah i mean man yeah nature nature's uh laundromat things you learn the freezer i guess that's not really nature is it (laughs) creating a freezer is not natural nothing nothing about it is natural no going to the north pole and leaving your jeans in a ziploc baggie would be very practical bury him some snow (laughs) (laughs) it's a pain in the ass but why would you have to go all the way up there man they're having a record winter storm in new york right now Five well, people have died. Oh, jeez. I don't know what, what they're doing. From. I don't know what from. I don't know if it's from lack of power and they just. I don't like hearing that so shit. Cold. Whenever I it's mean, like. Yeah. How have five people died? Is it like someone My like bad. slipped on something? Well, yeah, it could be anything. Or like when you or hear about that, five it's like. Old people have naturally passed on because it was their time and they would have anyways. Well, it's like, okay. You know, that could be This crazy torrential, you know, snowstorm. It's like. Five people died. Well, what happened? Did Snow bury them and just fucking suffocate them to did, death? Did you Jake know? Gyllenhaal forget <laughs> to save them? No, no. They just, they, uh, they skidded their cars just like any normal day. It could have been rainy. could have been icy. Exactly. It just happened to be the snowiest day. And Heart attacks. Take it out. Five people. How many people on average in New York do you think die a day anyway? Oh, uh, I would have no frame of reference to answer that question. Because there's a lot I mean, of old people that live there, you know? So surely that... a lot that... of old people that live there, but there are a lot of people that keep moving there every day. So I guess the... I, I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how many people die in yeah. the entire world, you know? I mean, oh, it's yeah. just... It's one of those things that... 
I'm sure there are statistics. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's even a website. I just watched a movie with him in it the other day, actually. Nice. Yeah, Conrad. it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably a website we can go to right now that has a ticking clock con- continually counting up with. Don't say. C- c- <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> well, dude. Um, <laughs> Could I tell you how my day started real quick? Because it was fucking insane. That was a great segue. <laughs> I know. That was like the worst segue ever. It was just, okay, I'm done. Let's I, talk about this now. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. No, no. It just popped in my head when you moved the paper over there. I was like, oh, I just saw that name. Did you ride your bike to the location in which this story takes place? I did. Dude, it's crazy riding around here. Man. I, never, I, I always forget because they ride in the street. And yeah. I, I do the sidewalk. I don't, I don't care. See, I, just I don't do think it. you're allowed to ride on the sidewalk here. Uh, I think, I no think. one's stopping me. I know, I know. And I, I want to keep my life. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's totally fine. I do not ride my bike in the street because yeah. I, I had an unfortunate incident with a, a vehicle once oh. uh, and my bike, but uh, clearly I'm still alive, so it was... Was it like a Wayne's World thing? Hi, Wayne! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> It was exactly like that, actually. Um, Game on. No, it was uh, just long story short. A, a truck didn't think that they were didn't give me as much room as they thought they did, and yeah. their giant ass window that oh, mirror that, that stick, it sticks out like ten inches from the side of the car clipped, yeah. clipped me on the shoulder. I didn't fall. I didn't. You know, I, it was it was okay. But you know, after that, I was like, no. Nah, you know what? I'll I'll buy a bike rack and I'll drive myself to a safe place. That's just. Did a you bike scream trail. when it happened? I mean, it fucking scared the shit out of me. Um, Do you remember what you what your reaction was at the time? Like, if you made anything, don't fall. I mean, oh, really? I, honestly, the I the the thought must have flashed into my head because you know how could it not that I have cars behind me. This is it. I'm dead. I'm gonna fall off, and and one of these cars is not gonna be able to stop in time, and they're gonna hit me, and my head's gonna pop. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's literally yeah. what it's gonna sound like. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! What used to be Ian? Ian! <laughs> Very, very rapidly, all I could think about was not falling. Gosh, you know, which did I you did. Fall? No, I didn't. Nice. I didn't. I was able Dude, to. Good for you, man. It was. Uh, it was nerve wracking. That shit. was. That was something that had to have been outside of my brain power control. Yeah. Like something was. Something in me was just like, okay, we're not falling here. Yeah. And I didn't. Um, I didn't think the person was going to stop either, but they did. Like I was able to, to get up off, you know, kind of onto a side street and they had stopped. So I'm sure I, he I felt terrible. Rode by. Well, it was a, it was a, a lady about our parents' age oh. and she was like, oh my God, are you okay? Come to find out that it, the exact same thing had happened to her son like mm. a year or two ago and he had fallen off and like broken a, a, a leg or his ankle or something like oh, that. Wow. So she, she just, she couldn't believe that what had happened to her son just years before had just, now she had been on the up, opposite side of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it was, it was all right. What I was, bitch. I was, well, no, I'm totally know, joking, I was, dude. I'm totally joking. I was appreciative that she stopped, yeah. but after That's that, I was just like, That's such crazy nah. universal stuff, though, you know? Oh, gosh. I was totally kidding. She's not it's a, a bitch. It's a very convenient way to get around. <laughs> it's a, it's a great way to exercise, but it's, you know, for me. It's just I, dangerous, man. Like, I'll go find a place where I know I'm not going to get hit by a car. Yeah. That's okay with me. When you don't have a shoulder to ride on, and like a lot of LA is, the, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's bike lanes. There are a lot of bike lanes, but, but not, there are also a lot of not bike lanes. Yes. And so you know what i don't care i will ride the sidewalk it's a freaking piece of concrete slab that is way too wide for as many people that will be walking on it at any one moment you're so right. it's like and you're not a dick you're not no. gonna like take up the entire sidewalk just because you're on a bike no like, you can I, only take up the width of 
two or three feet. That's just well, all you can. But what I mean is there are people that ride a bike and they don't care who's walking on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. You're just, you're there because it's safer and you're not an asshole. So you're not just going to be yeah, obnoxious I mean, on the sidewalk is what I mean. Yeah. You know I mean? And I, you know, and I've never run into it. Like if I'm coming up on people, I'll just slow down and just kind of coast behind them until they're completely doing their, because most people aren't looking for a bikes. And I know that. So the hardest thing about riding a sidewalk is people pulling out in front of you. Uh, right. coming out of like a, an alley or something like that. So yeah. you, just every single drive, you have to keep your fucking head on. And, that's, and it's every drive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's something I would, uh, again, I would probably avoid that just because, you know, it's it's not worth it. And I like I to know, haul ass too, so well, I Yeah, exactly. I like to go my pace and I, yeah. I like to be able to space out if I need to space out because yeah. that's what I do it for. I, I ride to get like exercise. To space out too. <laughs> I'm going to space out right now. <laughs> I like to get my exercise, but I also like to just, I, I like to contemplate things and, and work through, not work through mental problems or anything like that, but if I got some thinking to do, I'll just, you know, I'll go ride my bike. I can't do that if I'm having to constantly You can't contemplate a car pulling out in front of you. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not going to happen. So I put myself in a situation where I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It's kind of like what Joe Rogan said is, uh, you know, he's got his sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah. He's like, it's very welcoming in terms of like, you get in there and you can, no, 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 excuse me. He's talking about DMT at this point, but it was more the um you you feel like this warm embrace and you're like okay it's all right yeah it's okay you know i i want to go and, and ride my bike and feel that way about it you know uh-huh. i don't want to i don't want to be nerve-wracked about it but anyways you rode your bike somewhere Dude. today you you like to you like to get around town locally and, and go hang out at coffee shops and stuff yes okay so this morning i yeah. was helping stacy with uh with a uh audition tape Dange. Dange. um stacy danger and uh, I woke up a little late. Mm-hmm. I felt really terrible. I was supposed to help her at 10 a.m. And I went to bed really late watching some documentaries on Netflix, which yeah. is what I do because I like to do that. And <laughs> Joe uh, falls down potholes. Uh, I do. And so I uh, woke up late, forgot to set my alarm. What? Okay, so you're supposed to help, you're supposed to help her at 10 a.m. She had to have this in by noon. And, and so it's like... What time did you wake we up started to help her? working at just before 11 or close to 11. Wow. So, so we had to do three scenes, okay. and I would basically what. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. you were helping her describe because you you work more in TV and all this stuff. Okay, uh, do you know all the terminology and like auditions and all? I might. I mean, like a table I, read or whatever it's called. Tell, tell, where I'm reading. Tell the story, and I'll I'll interject the facts if okay. as they're needed. So because um, I don't exactly know what 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 you guys were doing. So Stacy is in front of uh, a camera. And, she's an actress. Yeah, actor. So she's in front of a back an actor. Excuse me. Actor. Uh, <laughs> An actor uh, in front of a, I guess, a, like a blue sheet screen thing. Yeah, she's, she's thing. got this, this scrim behind yeah. her. Yeah, and uh, she's in front of a camera, and we, I, went, I would read off camera mm-hmm. a line that she needed, you know, she would do her so reading. It's an, for, it's an audition for, yeah. for uh, some sort of film or TV project. Or, there it is. Thanks, Ian. Yeah. I just totally couldn't get that beautiful <laughs> sentence out of my mouth. Okay. Jesus. So that's what she was doing. She was, it was an audition video. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we had to do three scenes, um, and we ended up getting them done. Uh, she got them off in time and nice. made her deadline perfectly. Nice. Good. So Good. She, was, she was actually happy because it, she said it made her contemplate less and Positive so she just vibes. had to yeah she just had to get it out there and she feels good, good about it good so excellent um anyway so I, after that i was like all right i'm gonna ride my bike and go get a little cup of coffee over at a little local joint i like to go to um, shout out shout out republic of pie republic of pie no ho so anyway i i bike over there and 
I walk in and I'm in line and I'm about to go up to the register. There's somebody in front of me and then there's two people. Well, one person between me and then I hear a voice and it sounded just like Better call Saul. Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Uh, Bob Odenkirk was a few few dudes behind me. Like he's on his way to go meet uh You should have bought Heisenberg. his latte, man. Heisenberg. You should have bought his latte. You should have been like, I'm gonna get this guy and this guy. Uh, I thought about it, but then I was like, man, I just, I don't know. I just, he's probably wanting to live a normal life and just do his normal thing and That's not okay. have somebody interject. Absolutely. And so, uh, I get my coffee and, and I go sit outside and I just put my headphones in and I'm sitting in front of the, some glass window yeah. of the place. Yeah. And I'm just you're, chilling so there. You're outside. I'm outside. Yeah. Window. Okay. Yeah. Just drinking my little, uh, almond milk latte with some honey in it. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> that's my drink of choice. That's it. I like it. Uh, or just regular coffee. Uh, oh. No room for cream. <laughs> Extra hot. Yeah, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan caramel take- macchiato, upside down. I want the frills. I want the thrills without the spills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was good. That was good. <laughs> but uh, so I go and sit down outside, and Mr. Odenkirk happens to sit <laughs> be dead, right Two, two or three feet between me and this piece of glass, or he's on the other side of the glass, inside, sitting at this table, right? So he's inside the same window that yeah, you are outside. Yeah, and we're both facing the same direction. So I kind of like looked over to my right, and I was like, of course. Of course he's sitting right there. I'm sitting next to Saul Goodman, <laughs> lawyer who can help anybody <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe's, anywhere. Joe's texting Stacy and I, because uh, Mr. Odenkirk plays a... He plays, he, he, he's, he's come up in a few conversations. We'll just say that. He's a great actor. He's he so is. awesome at everything he does. And he's but got this style to him. Just, it's the most ironic thing that we've had these conversations involving Bob mm-hmm. Odenkirk. And he's got that raspy voice. Suddenly he shows up in Joe's life. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been in your life. I'm sorry. I'm talking to you. I'm no, not talking dude, to it's, it's, it's listeners out there. You're, well, you're we listening to the story and you're like, yeah, you're you're just I'm in my own head, bro. Well, you're taking it in with everybody else too cuz it's like I'm telling you this, but it's dude, so it's, Bob Odenkirk's so, sign. Yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm like I I'm texting you and I texted Stacy. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, we were talking about Bob Odenkirk." And that's hilarious. That's great. And I'm sitting there and you know, there's a piece of me that's like, "God, it just be go so cool to like walk in there and just say, "Hey man, I fucking love the stuff you do. I love your your TV show selections. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. He just he picks good he, shit. He does make some good sh- good and, choices. Yeah, he does. He kills it. And um and leave it at that, you know, cuz I mean, yeah. it'd be cool. Like I would I, I would appreciate it if somebody was like if knew my music and was like, "Hey man, I like your music." They it would make me feel good. I'd be like, "Fuck, that's awesome." Uh, now, obviously, he zoop. probably receives that a little more often, so it happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dick on the table. <laughs> uh, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm Admi- like admire. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding a knife and a fork, and I'm like, well, it is lunch. Oh, dude, I had to do it. That was the line. That well, was the line. That's when someone okay. throws their right. dick on a table, the only thing you can do is take out a knife. Chow and- down. And a fork and no, 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 just (laughs) make them think you're about to do it. And I tell you what, that snake will roll back up into its cage quicker than. (laughs) (laughs) I did not even, I didn't even know what sound was going to come out of my mouth. I just did it. (laughs) And it's like, once it's back in there, because it's still spinning and flapping, it's going. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Until he zips it up. (laughs) 
Okay, so, so you should have gone up and said you were going to go up and say, "Jesus, you know, I'm sorry, Bob. I like your if I like he your happen, work, Bob. if he happens to hear this, we're like talking, we're mixing this incredible story of me just seeing, you know, <laughs> Bob Odenkirk, and then talking about dicks in the same story interlaced. You know what? I I feel like he'll he'll appreciate it. He'll understand. We'll edit every single He's bit gonna, of that out. We'll make sure we'll make sure that this thing flows to a way that uh, that everybody will appreciate. Oh yeah. So including Bob, including Bob, which means we're not going to do anything to it. We'll probably leave it all. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, dude, right, right. As I'm sitting there just going, man, it'd be cool just to go in there and say, Hey, I'm about to leave. Um, I hear this fucking car wreck, dude, this girl gets rear ended. Oh, wait, right wait, wait, wait. we got to put the sound effect in. Okay. That was a car accident. So this, this car wreck happens and I see, well, what happened was I had headphones in and I hear the wreck, but I I also was listening to music and I was Mm. like, that sounded weird. Like, was that in the track? Yeah. And all of a sudden everybody kind of around the tables gets up like gophers and they have like, all their heads like, whoop. They all face the same yeah, way, you exactly. know, like little prairie, rubber, rubber prairie neck, yeah. uh, what are those things? Prairie dogs? Prairie dogs, Make yeah. Make them out of a little hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, this wreck happens. Everybody turns. They're looking. And this is when I'm like in Bob world, you know? I'm just like, wow, it's fucking crazy. I'm thinking about Breaking Bad and my favorite Saul moments and stuff. He's actually just, listening you know. to every single Bob Odenkirk line yeah, on yeah, repeat yeah, on his yeah. iPod. I'm actually, I, I was rubbing my uh, my nipples. Yeah. And I was, uh, I've had my uh, my left nipple against the glass. Yes. <laughs> Cut, Bob! It was cutting glass. Bob! <laughs> Bob! Bob! Look! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he was calling the police. <laughs> no, but this wreck happens and all these people are looking and Wouldn't I Wouldn't it be funny if he just decided to like <laughs> just like play along and so he like gets down on the on the piece of glass and just like licking the nipple. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> but he's licking the glass. He like just totally like takes his dick out and presses it up against yeah. the glass until it's a mashed up like <laughs> Looks like a pile of what? Like a <laughs> like a pile of city silly putty that got around the dog. Ah, oh, Jesus! Gosh, sorry. And then rolled around in a yeah pile of hair. Who stuck the silly putty on the dog's back? There's hair in it. Yeah, exactly. Up against the glass, right? Silly putty. Ow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh boy. Okay, so sorry, guys. <laughs> Bob, Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. This is if, if there's ever a time for a beep beep, it's right now. Yeah, oh God, beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this car wreck happens. Everybody's looking, and, and nobody really m- does anything. And there was one woman. Of course not. Why would they? Shout out Sandy. They, they might miss what's going to happen. Sandy is a superhero. Underst- sorry, no, I'm not even going to go off of that on that tangent. Go for it. Uh, all Sandy. of a sudden, in my head, I, I go. I have to go help these people. Nice. That's all I could think about. That's and I left my fucking latte, which is okay. I had to do it. I had to go rescue them. They were all right. You no, really. You were really angry about that latte, huh? No, I was just. That was just now. I would just now realize that. Was it a really good latte? It was good. It was uh, very uh, fucking yeah, good. Yeah. No, but I, I was really seriously like everything completely changed. I like uh, to. Think I forgot that, about the whole situation. I, was I like in. to think that that's how I would react. Dude, as well. it was weird, man. Yeah. I kind of like it was weird. Like my whole body went into this ultra. Uh, it felt like everything was bright. Fight or flight. And dude, what did you choose to do? 
Oh, I went over there and I you helped fought. them. Yeah, I helped uh, the this woman Sandy. Shout out again. Was it a was it a like a a bad wreck or yeah? What, what well, of, it was this. Yeah, she I mean, clearly the somebody fuck needed out of this somebody girl. needed help. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. The airbag flew out, hit this woman. She looked like Yoko Ono. Um, so Sandy comes up to her window. Uh, she jammed her hand, so I think she broke her finger. Ouch. I mean, it looked her hand was in like she hit it hard. Yeah. So she's trying to get out, and at first she was going to try to climb out of the window. She was just completely in shock, yeah. freaking out. And so I end up going, you know, I went around to her door, and I was like, hey, come come with me. Come sit down over here. Did you elbow uh, the window? No, no, no. I opened the door. The door opened. Um, the other girl was fine. Sandy went and started helping her. The girl that got rear-ended was fine? Yeah. Okay. She, uh, Sandy, like, as soon as Sandy came up to her door, uh, the girl who rear-ended, the, the girl in the Mini Cooper, the the person who caused the wreck, uh, she went straight up to the front car to make sure she was okay, and I okay. went over to the back and I helped with a broken thumb. Uh, the girl who caused the the lady who caused the wreck had a broken. You think might have had a broken thumb, right? Yeah, yeah. She caused the wreck, and she needed. I was helping her to yeah. the sidewalk to get to sit down, and she was shooken up. And um, Bob, Bob well, didn't get out and help. No, he was in the. He didn't hear it. Like oh, people in the restaurant right. had no idea. Yes, you're right. Because there's music um, playing. You know. Yeah, it was a, a little a down the way. Yeah. yeah, it was not like right in front, but it was just a little bit down. So this other guy comes, and he's uh, like, you know, he's dressed really nice, but he is pretty tall. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's talking to her, and he's like, "You need to call an ambulance. We need to call an ambulance." Blah blah blah. And, and she was like, "No, no." She's trying to get her wits about her, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and and. Uh, she, he was, tr- he was convincing her to call an ambulance and she hmm. was like, okay, I, I, but I just, and, and I was like, well, do you feel like you need an ambulance? I mean, yes. and she goes, no, I go, do you have a friend who you can call who can come take you to the, the hospital or, or to a clinic yeah, and just exactly. get, get you checked out? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I've got somebody I'm going to, I can call. And so she's trying to figure out this whole situation. And I was like, yeah, you don't want an ambulance to come pick you up Good. and then charge you six grand or whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, you just saved somebody a $5,000 taxi ride. Yeah, no, no. Nice. But um, I think you anyway, deserve, I think you deserve some of that cash. Well, seriously, I know, right? They Where's my cut? Should have handed them a bill. Well, don't <laughs> worry, I got her license plate numbers. Yeah. And, uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, she, I ended up uh, going to get. A, I stole a chair from the coffee shop, brought it over there, <laughs> got some ice for her hand. Uh, okay. I went into the to the shop and I was like, "Hey, could I get some?" There was a wreck down the way. Could I get some ice? And they ended up giving me a bag of ice. I took it to her. Nice. I ended up getting both the girls from the wreck. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, a couple guys pushed their cars into some spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I helped them in, you know, they were just in shock. So when I say I helped them, they, they could have taken care of everything. They would have eventually figured yeah. their shit out. Yeah. But they were just like out of it. It was, it was just strange to watch them completely uh, not start making the right they things to bearings, do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, and come to find out, I, I ended up calling the non-emergency police department just to file the report, but they don't, that like you don't eight, file unless there's like injury. I don't know. I had to look up the number. So it was a joke. Oh, Cause you know, emergency is nine one one. So non-emergency is eight one one. Or 10, one, no. Okay. Big bear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. What's wrong? Who's hurt? I can help you. <laughs> That's on awesome. my knees. On my knees. On my knees. In the breeze. <laughs> Runs off because the cop came by. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't want to get arrested. Dude, that's a sitcom character <laughs> oh, right there. Shit. We got to do that shit. Okay, so I called the non-emergency number, and they sent a dispatcher. Well, they never showed up, but another cop came by. She was super cool. This officer pulls over. We, I, wait, I flagged her down. I was like, hey, 
I called in. Were you supposed to? Here's where the wreck was. Um, both the girls are. One of them is inside charging her phone, and the other one is we just kind of sitting there, shooken up, just thumbing through, trying to text her friends. Yeah, we buried her. <laughs> the bodies are gone. No, Decomposed but, already. Yeah, Mr. Are, White. Yeah. I got to go get Saul. I need him now. <laughs> you should have fucking... Saul. Saul. We got some shit going down. Better call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, so finally the cop was like, no, actually, if, unless there's injury, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to file a police report. Mm-mm. And so I didn't know that. But um, That's good. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like, okay, that's keeps the cops out of it. <laughs> it does. Fuck the cops. No. No, don't, don't. No, okay. she was fucking awesome. She was so sweet, man. Good. And it, I also realized how much armor they wear. Mm. It's insane. She looked like a robot. She it's had, like, like it's her like whole a body was like this huge. Thing, yeah. yeah, it was insane. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, she ended up taking off. Um, I went back in and I, you know, parted ways. Come to find out the dude that was also talking to her, trying to convince her to get an ambulance. Yeah was the dude that was meeting with Bob Odenkirk. No So way. he was sitting there. So Look on the way that, out, man. I walk up to him and I said, hey, man, thanks for helping with that whole situation out there. Uh, they really needed it. You walked up to him and, sitting yeah, with and, Bob Odenkirk? Yeah, yeah. And I just, nice, and he was like, dude. yeah, man, you too, man. It was, that was really, he goes, that was really crazy. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I left and, and Bob was just sitting there and he was like smiling. Doing no his way, thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good for you, dude. So, Good for you. You yeah, had, a, you had I mean, a celebrity experience without acknowledging the celebrity of it. Dude, two days ago, Fuck I saw yes, Ellen Page a, and no uh, way. Jake Gyllenhaal. Look at you. In one day. This place is crawling with uh, people who like to be in the movies. Well, duh. <laughs> interesting. It, it's, it, it is very interesting to run into these people in situations you don't expect them in. I mean, you go yeah. to a premiere or you go to an award show or something like that. Of course, you're going to see all these people's yeah. celebrities and stuff. But it's when you run into them in the grocery store or, you know, they almost hit you with their car. Yeah. You know. It's so funny. It's like you have this, I don't know, at least for me, like like when I see him, I don't want to like run up to him and just be like, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, my instinct is like, man, I know you somehow. Like I know a piece of their soul, yeah. but I don't know them. But that's enough for me to be like, oh, I see you. Well, there's nice. instant, instant cool. recognition. There you are. And yeah, Hello. Exactly. And then, you know, I don't need a handshake. I try to, the last time I ever did that or tried to do anything was that fucking CeeLo picture that turned out like, horrible blur yeah but you can still tell it's CeeLo only because it's his big ass hat yeah like, well like who else wears that kind of hat his eyeshadow and his eyeshadow I mean yeah, he yeah. did he did have some some thick he, ass eyeshadow he had some on. cocoon eyes he did yeah, yeah he did or raccoon eyes not cocoon eyes I guess that would cocoon. be totally disgusting like yeah. wrapped up and like butterfly is like halfway poking out <laughs> out of his eye oh my god that's weird so yeah, I saw him. It was it blew my mind. That whole situation happened. Gosh, um, that's cool. But dude, that's like I don't know. Like those moments when they happen, I was just in it, and I was sitting there thinking. And I go this way because I I I think about this stuff all the time. It's like when you can catch synchronicity happening. Mm. And as I was sitting there on my phone, totally in like ah, oh, it's Bob Odenkirk, ah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this wreck happens, and my whole trajectory of what I was doing, what I was thinking about, all of that is just twisted and what changed. Was, what was truly important came Yeah, came it ended. It completely dissolved. It was yeah. fucking insane. That's and great. so coming back to it and seeing the whole picture, man, it was just so crazy. I was riding my bike back. I was like, this was all within the span of 45 to an hour. Yeah. And like, I, I was just on my bike and what happened within that small amount of time, I'll never forget that. And yeah. it was just so cool to observe such a weird instance in, in my own personal experience, you know? That's incredible, dude. So, I well don't know. Done. thought I'd share that with you. That was a great story. Yeah. That was so incredible. So hopefully, I, 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 told, I, I told the story coherently. 
Yeah. And in any I, in some I followed sort you of along. No, I followed along. Understandable. And you know what? Grammar. That didn't take. Uh, that didn't take as long to tell the story of the Beetle Boots. So, uh, Beetle so Boots. We're, we're doing well. We're doing oh yeah, right. which I never actually finished. The Beetle Boot. Yes, you did. Well, I mean, didn't I didn't you? tell you the part where the guy came out finally. Oh shit! Ended no, up having didn't. a confrontation because we were just pulling boxes out of the wall because nobody oh. was in there. Yeah. And we were in there for like two, three minutes, walking around, just yeah. checking shit out. And yeah. clearly, there was a camera. I mean, they were probably just in the back, like these punk kids. Two old men ended up coming out. We they. Basically kicked us out. They didn't want us in their store because I had long hair at the time. I mean, I'm, seriously, I, I was looking to buy a pair of boots. Yeah. You know, we weren't rude at all. Jordan yeah. was actually really fucking I completely polite with the guy. Yeah, I couldn't imagine Jordan being um, rude. It was crazy. And the guy was like, basically, I felt like I was a black dude in the fucking like civil rights shit yeah, like yeah. that like and i know that does not compare to what i'm sure people no. experience i know that but f- that was the only time in my life i've ever felt truly like discriminated this against. guy was looking at me like a piece of shit if you had had short hair and that was fucking crazy if he'd had short hair he might have treated you in a different way i don't know well I don't know. but i mean that's you know that's that's kind of the basis of a of a feeling of discrimination potentially I yeah imagine, but you know? it's just it, 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 the length of my hair the way the guy was treating me was just insane but anyway it didn't like it didn't hurt me i was just shocked by it i was like oh I would, i'm so glad yeah. i would never want to spend my dollars here kind of stared you in the face for a second yeah so on our way out mm-hmm. the dude ends, ends up coming out because i said i said man have a good day i would never shop here uh <laughs> you were absolutely rude sir Did i mean you? i told him yeah nice. i was like rude you should yeah. be ashamed of yourself yeah. for treating somebody like that i mean a, i'm not gonna a fucking paying customer yeah i mean if you if somebody wants to like earn my respect and they're acting like a child yeah. by kicking me out because i have long hair that's fucking amateur it is and i'm not gonna let someone talk down to me uh not not like oh i'm gonna get the last word in but i'm if they're communicating with me mm-hmm. i'm not going to just pretend i'm not hearing that stuff yeah like the guy was trying to have a direct conversation with me ends up stepping on my foot and leaning on it so i can't walk away because i was just like i don't even dude i want to leave i don't want to be in here wow because he was talking yeah i mean it was insane dude wow i ended up like just kind of pulling my foot out he ended up bruising the top of my foot ouch um i told him i was going to call the cops i was like dude i'm going to call the police on you man you're man. fucking crazy yeah and, and uh i've never felt like an evil presence of a human like trying to lord over me and he was he was actually shorter than me which was (laughs) funny about it but he was huge like he was a he was a big dude yeah and he was old and i'm you know i want to give due respect to elderly people because i feel like they do have this wisdom about them but this guy was purely southern just ignorant asshole man i mean seriously i mean i'm sure there's a side of him that is sweet and he's just beautiful to certain people in his family yeah in friendships and stuff but man it was just such an dark dark moment that i felt anyway all that to say it was funny because uh he ends up leaning on my leg and he goes you're gonna call the cops yeah good luck call me out you know and i was just like gosh something just feels completely like i'm not no that's so weird man (laughs) so jordan and i end up just booking it we're like we're just getting the fuck out (laughs) oh shit anyway i'll to tie that all back Mm -hmm. mr jordan who ventured down here he visited uh bicycling himself here uh the the beetle boots dude hey beetle boots beware of shopping for beetle boots in athens georgia athens georgia yeah. that's uh so man what uh did we uh 
Interstellar. You want to know what I heard this uh, this week that AMC's doing with Interstellar? Ooh. Interstellar. Uh, I do. Is apparently doing so well. Nah, I shouldn't say that it's doing so well. This is a. It's a very interesting marketing concept that they've come up with here. Um, oh, I gotta hold on. They're sending to... people to the black hole. They are actually for the price of a Carnival Cruise ticket. No, they are. Um, <laughs> AMC is selling unlimited viewing passes to Interstellar. It's something like I can. I'll pull it up right now. Um, it's an unlimited pass. The price for an unlimited, ooh, the price for an unlimited ticket ranges from nineteen ninety nine to thirty four ninety nine, depending on the location, and will be made, and will be made through the theater's chain loyalty reward program, AMC Stubs. So, like the nineteen ninety nine, if you've already been to see the movie and you're a Stubs member, paying an additional twenty dollars will, you can literally see this movie all day, every day, every single time we play it, if you want. Uh, I guess the $35 tickets probably the for first time viewers or whatever, but God, can you imagine seeing all gosh. those viewings and then you just walk out and you're totally mind fucked. Yeah. It's and like, like <laughs> taking DMT. You Excuse just me, sir. Many times, you know? so, sir, you can't <clears throat> urinate there. You, you, you can't throw feces there. Oh my God. He's opening a black hole. I'd go see, oh my God. I'd go see 70 millimeter IMAX, dude. There's yeah. no way I'd go, I'd go watch the, the digital IMAX version of this movie. Uh, the pixelated ship. No, you man. don't miss yeah, that. Yeah, That's no, not at all. I would rather see clear crisp ass lines and yeah. then then that kind of crap you know i mean yeah like um, when you're snorting coke you want to see those crisp ass lines lined oh, up I there do. that's Dude, terrible i would imagine, never do that can you imagine how fucking big a roll of film for that 70 millimeter imax movie i mean it's almost three hours long Dude. this thing has got to be fucking humongous i found this article no way yes about the imax film about interstellar like how long that film was in its Film canisters, the is that what it's called? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but dude, you want me to read through some of this article? Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's titled. It's it came out through Gizmodo. Gizmodo. So, um, just do a search for Gizmodo. Shout Behind out. the scenes at the best IMAX theater in America, uh, written by Nicholas Stango. 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 <laughs> Stango. <laughs> so. Uh, anyway, uh, should I just read through, or which? Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say just just just. Like read it and I'll you know yeah, we'll, stop we'll me whenever it, we'll see if it's we'll see if it's interesting. Okay, if if it sucks, we'll cut it out. Since 1994, as far as movie theaters go, the IMAX at Lincoln Center in New York City is the best there is. Okay, with films projected on an enormous 100 foot screen, any viewing experience Woo! there certainly fits the bill as larger than life. God dang! I mean, IMAX. True IMAX theaters are the most impressive movie theaters mm-hmm. I've ever been to in my life. Uh, Cinemark 17 Web Chapel in Dallas. Oh, that's a great theater. It is an incredible theater because it's it looks I mean, I I might I might be completely incorrect factually, but instead of this giant mega, you know, stadium seating Mm -hmm. auditorium, it looks like there's probably 15 rows, each of which is like fucking six feet higher than the next one. There's such a steep incline, and you're literally like a hundred feet from the mm-hmm. screen, everybody's just so close to the screen, and it is the biggest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, you know, from pretty much any seat, it literally takes up your entire field of view. That is a true IMAX experience for me. This AMC bullcrap is is you know it's all right, but it's not it's not incredible. You hate it. You know, it's, it's not that I hate it. It's just it's a much more casual IMAX viewing yeah. experience for me. So it's like if you go from like shitty small town to screen. Well, you know, I'm not going to say shitty. That's <laughs> that's a terrible thing to that's say. That's all they've got. But just like a standard screening of a film, 
going to the the AMC IMAX, mm-hmm. it would be exciting. That's yes. an exciting very up. much so. But then when you go to this, uh, yeah. the actual IMAX, hundred foot screen. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I'd lose my shit. It's huge. Okay, so here we go. The guy, uh, he's at this. Uh, he's at Lincoln the Lincoln Center. Center. Yeah. I went inside the projection booth to see what type of machinery makes the best in class experience possible. So there's a, a picture of this IMAX. Nice, know, like a box. projector. Yeah, yeah a projector. Uh, when I stopped by to look behind the scenes, the IMAX at Lincoln Center was playing the 70 millimeter print of Interstellar. Yeah. The print is 10 miles long and weighs 600 pounds. <gasps> whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so Dude. end to end, this movie end is end. 10 miles 10 long. 10 miles long. I mean... Can you imagine putting that around a track? I don't even know that I drive that far to work from my house. How many times around a uh, track and field track would that be? Isn't it a quarter mile? It's one full round 40 is times. a mile? No. Or is it four full track? Round, four round. I think one full mile is a quarter, a quarter mile. One full, yeah. So four times around the track okay. is a mile. So 40 fucking wow. times around this track. That is mind-blowing, dude. That Man. is a lot. Then, okay, so it's... And it's, it's, it's not a, enough, though. A roll of film for It's this just movie. not enough. They didn't cut it. I'm totally joking. They didn't cut it? They literally did cut it. <laughs> So yeah, it's 600 pounds. So whoa, that's more than three times of me. <laughs> that's you, know. you telling everybody how much you weigh? Well, I mean, uh, I'm not ashamed by it. You shouldn't be. I love my curves. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so it's 600 freaking pounds. That's insane. Okay, so uh, to get uh, to get to the theater, it gets transported via forklift and truck, and takes six hours to assemble once it arrives. So it six takes hours? them six hours to put it together. Whoa. That's crazy. So I guess just, I mean, how many of those do they have to link? See, yeah, the, I know that any theaters that still do 35 millimeter projection, I mean, it comes in, in reels, it comes mm-hmm. in canisters, and they do splice it all together so that they can just hit play, that's a hit play. They can turn on the projector and just let it go. So I imagine they're doing that for this movie, and I mean... If they're using anything typical in terms of real times, a reel is about 20 minutes long. Yeah. So for a three-hour movie, there's, you know, nine reels, right? Shit. Close to nine reels. That's a lot. So somebody has to, is somebody there watching it the whole time it's going? Each time, doubtful. Really? Yeah. I mean, they probably they probably watch it a few times right when they get it before it like becomes public. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's not likely that they'll sit and watch every single time. They'll probably have a Do you projectionist. Think it's toxic? Smelling Film? like the, the burning and the Well you know, I mean, it's going, it's warm <laughs> and it's putting off like little bits of plastic smells and stuff like you know? that. Well, I mean maybe, but again, most theaters, ninety five percent of theaters nowadays are digital projections. Yeah. So uh, there aren't a lot of places that still have to worry about that. That's true. You know. They pull it up on the computer and just <clears throat> literally. Okay. So well no, not a computer, but I mean yeah, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're they've got ship hard drives and stuff and literally plug into the AMC system and That's cool. Good How to did, go. Why are they shipping hard drives still? They couldn't they do that somehow through the internet where they just Get it's the probably file a and... security thing. Oh, gotcha. You know, yeah, that makes sense. If yeah. it's not up anywhere on the internet, there's no way that anybody could steal it from the internet. <sighs> who would know more than you? A guy who works in the biz. That's right. Can't let people get a hold of that yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we still deliver on tape. Yeah, that's true. You know. Okay. Once assembled, the print has to be threaded through the projector. To do this, the first 20 feet of the print are taken and put through the projector across the room and back into um, a take-up spool. That, um, that winds back up. 
There's a handy diagram on the machine. Okay. Though, the, though the projectionist, like Mike Satran, who handled Interstellar, usually knows all the steps already. So there's like a little graph, and it shows you how you're supposed to thread it, which is, I mean, you've got to trust the people who are putting this together, because if you fuck that up, that's probably a big deal. <laughs> I don't know if the, uh, I don't know if the, the article's already going to mention it, but an IMAX projector um, runs, like a 35-millimeter projector runs film in it in through the top, it goes around and does its thing and then comes out the bottom. Yeah. You know, that's how it runs. An IMAX projector okay. runs horizontally. So it runs in sideways and out. Um, the frames don't go top to bottom. The frames go left to right or right to left, however, depending nice. on however you, you thread it all. Damn it. It's fun. amazing. Yeah, it's neat. Okay, so the 70 millimeter IMAX projectors use a double projection method that project twice the amount of light than a normal single lens system. It looks great, too. This is what gives IMAX its signature high brightness, contrast, and sharpness. Mm. But it also makes the projection system a little more complicated than your average system, and making sure it's running perfectly is difficult. Unlike any other projector system, 70mm requires a glass pane to keep the film in place as it slides in front of the projector. Wow. Yeah. This glass needs to be thoroughly cleaned by the projectionist before each viewing. Because there is an extra layer of glass in front of the picture, projectionists actually need to sit... Sit in and watch the whole film to make sure no dust or dirt shows up on the film. Interesting. Okay. So, so damn. So there you go. There's the answer there to the question. Because I definitely did I see, didn't read that far. That was the interesting part about seeing nice. 70 millimeter print of IMAX. Uh, shit. <laughs> seeing a 70 millimeter IMAX print of Interstellar was, I haven't seen dust on a projection yeah. in years. There was some on and the movie we watched. Right. And I didn't realize that I hadn't seen it in years until I saw it again. I was yeah. like, oh shit. I like it though. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, nice. Ah! It's nice, dude. I dig it. It's like, I totally do. They're like little yeah. bugs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they disappear, and then they go away. You get Forever. to know them. You fall in love. You're like, you're in the perfect spot. You're you're just standing on the water with uh, right next to McConaughey. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just, <laughs> it got taken up yeah. by that giant wave. There goes that piece of dust. There it is. I, I love it. <laughs> it better get a credit at the end. Okay. Starring the dust. dust. There's like an arrow. <laughs> What if it just showed back up at that right moment? Starring dust. It's got like a little cape on. It's just flapping. You're like, oh shit. It's a superhero dust. (laughs) Here to save all the dusts that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Even if the room itself is part of the machine, or uh, sorry, even if the room itself is part of the machine making the best projections possible. Oh, that was a terrible sentence, my friend. (laughs) Yes, it was. Oh my gosh. I I was, I said even if. Yeah. What it, what it, okay, what does it actually We'll cut say? that out. Yeah. Beep, beep. Even the room itself is part of the machine making the best projections possible. That's better. Two huge humidifiers keep the room between 45 and 65% uh, humidity. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. And they look like that. They look like these little, looks Holy, like a, it's it like, looks like a bunch of bottles turned over on its side like <laughs> with incense coming out of them. Either that or, well, okay, yeah, that's better than, that's better than what I was going to say. What were you going to say? Titties? Oh, I mean, people are smoking it up in there, dude. Oh, it looks like people toking it up. Yep. Yeah. <gasps> Okay. We could record an episode <laughs> of High Dare with those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this preserves the prints so that they are never brittle. If they dry out, you run the risk of cracking or tearing yeah. them easily. Yeah. Once the picture is wound uh, and ready to go, the theater's um, equally impressive sound system is queued up with a unique six-channel hard drive that plays synced to the film. Gosh, I mean, the sound system on IMAX theaters is out of this world yeah it was so fucking I mean, loud in there really it was it was very very it loud. was great it, it was created a great rumbly. experience for me um it got too loud to me at some points but i also 
no, uh, it doesn't matter because it was still epic and I felt it. So that was the purpose and intent. I, I, I mean, guess. I, 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 I tended to think more of the, damn, this has got to be loud for these people like in the spaceship. Like that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's what they would be feeling, you know? My brain was just like, I can't tell what the words are. It's so fucking loud. Epic music. It was an, it, yeah, it was definitely epic. Okay. And then I was like, what used to be Joe? Oh, yeah. Joe. <laughs> your head exploded. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Everyone screaming. Or just eating popcorn like nothing happened. <laughs> For Interstellar, once everything was ready to go, Christopher Nolan himself stopped by the theater and did a quality control pass just to make sure the projection was good as yeah, possible for this film. Pretty soon, these com- complicated but fascinating projection methods will be replaced. IMAX is set to debut a dual 4K laser system that is capable of even more contrast and brightness and a larger range of color than IMAX's 70 millimeter prints, wow. thanks to a collaboration between the IMAX and Kodak companies. Goodness gracious. Along with better picture and simpler projection system, with a simpler projection system, (laughs) a new 12-channel sound system will be introduced, putting speakers above the audience. Lincoln Center's IMAX will be one of the first with the new system. So go to the Lincoln Center IMAX whenever that shit goes. That's going to be epic. We should fly out there and just do it. Holy shit. We should. We should do... Just make a trip. Oh, no. It's going to be... Oh, no. J.J. Abrams is shooting parts of Star Wars in IMAX. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you mean parts? Um, epic shots, I would imagine. Oh, you know, giant so epic why, things and whatnot. Why just part of it? Uh, What's probably cost? You know, I mean, the entire uh, all of Interstellar was not IMAX. I guess it's still cohesive. Yeah, I mean, just kind of. Did you not notice in Interstellar when the frame size changed? Yeah. It, well, I was so immersed in that I didn't really exactly. think about it. Yeah, exactly. It's it it should not throw you out as much as like a Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay in the latest Transformers movies. While I was thoroughly entertained, I was incredibly distracted with the number of different cameras, frame sizes, and frame rates that were in that movie. That was uh, just an overuse of different yeah. types of technology to me. I think you know Christopher Nolan does a much better job with integrating IMAX and uh, and other formats. Yeah. He's, I mean, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know people would do pieces of the film that way. I thought you would just all or nothing kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, most, most films are all or nothing, but you know, big epic action movies and things that have incredible visuals. Like Interstellar. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously going to be things that are unnecessary to do it that way. Very much so. If it's, especially if it's all CGI, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is the end, uh, paragraph would just essentially be Nicholas's opinion, I guess, on what he's seeing is happening in this. So the inevitable truth is that film is going away for better or for worse. Yeah. Digital is just leaving it behind. These intricate but mostly unknown projection systems will be replaced by something better and simpler, but just a little less intimate. But all you'll notice is that beautiful new picture on the screen. So I hope so. I mean, I hope that I hope that that I don't ever have to look at a movie and again say say to myself in my own head. I can see the pixels. Yeah. That just, I mean. I think we're getting to that point though, right? Like, I think it's now going to be so unacceptable to go and have that experience because mm. now there's beyond it. And to go back is just. Well, I mean, that's just it. We did go back. A 70 millimeter film print is technically going back, but it literally showed, it showed me again, film, film, nothing will be, well, no, no, no. You can't, you can't, currently see a digital image projected that big and compare it to a film image and say that it's as good because you know it might be as sharp sure everything might look great you know while things are moving but 
with a shot like in Interstellar, where yeah. I could see five pixels rather than an entire spaceship. It's, yeah. you know, tiny. But it's just, it was one of those things that I, I definitely noticed. And I, you know, yeah. I, I hope that there's uh, there's things coming in the future that, you know, will we'll enhance all that, at, yeah. you know, from time to time. Totally. Damn it, dude. We are living in some exciting times. We are. We're in a, uh, we're at the precipice of all new technologies that are going <laughs> to be in a, a, con- a continuous, I almost said cunt, I did say cunt. <laughs> Damn it, I hate that word. <laughs> continuous. Yeah. Uh, flow of new technologies that'll be coming out you know and you know what'll help that a little a little uh, bit of high there so a little bit of high there <laughs> so for this week i'm ian and i'm joe and get on a bike because we gotta go we gotta go Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at entertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers. <laughs>